This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. To see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It's the Smallville recap podcast that can't forget about you no matter how hard we try. Uh, I'm Brian here, as always, with my pal Zach. Zach, is there a moment you are willing to share that God you wish you could forget? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's a lot of moments I wish I could forget. I have so, I have so fucking many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed all of the time. <laughs> but I do feel like any moment that I am embarrassed enough to want to forget, I don't want to share here on. That's, that's, a, yeah, right, 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 I get you, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's something I would share, but I can't, I can't think of anything right now. It's that's all fair. just... It's all the really bad stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, I literally, I hate being embarrassed so much. <laughs> like, no one likes it, Brian. I, no one likes no it. No one likes it, but it is truly like cave into my shell. Like I will just move to another state now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I... I yeah, if you think of something, or if I think of something, oh, we'll just I know, we'll... um, uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn there of you Justice, go. perfect. <laughs> so you can watch it again for the first time. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I want to go in fresh. At least, at least when we inevitably have to revisit Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, at least I know I can play my fucking Switch the entire time and not miss anything. Brian, didn't you see Zack Snyder's quote this week? It's because you weren't paying enough attention the first time. You have been. I've been waking up from naps because uh, I exist in slight sleep patterns now. I have an infant. Just two angry text messages from, like, look what fucking Zack Snyder said. <laughs> For some reason, I, the movie, like, movie news website I go to often has <laughs> articles that just feature Zack Snyder saying something really absurd or stupid. <laughs> and I always have to share it with Brian. <laughs> Oh. Um, I, you know, I do wonder if is that it, before recording this, I learned um, a show I made a while back is no longer available um, on the internet. The, the company that made it appears to have wiped it, um, at least uh, from YouTube. Uh, and now, granted, while making that show, I was consistently frustrated with it and like, ah, this isn't quite how I saw it going. But then for the company to disregard it, I'm like, actually, they didn't fucking get it. <laughs> I wonder if Zack Snyder's kind of doing the same thing. Uh, well, what what show is this? Uh, we can't can't say. Ah, we won't get into that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, but um, um they, people listen to know. <laughs> um, I'm pulling up. Hold on. I want. I'm just going to read the Zack Snyder quote. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, going to yeah. read it because I feel like that's what we have to do here. Um, 
Bear with it. Brian Vamp for 30 seconds. Um, Vamp, 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 Vamp. Got it. Got it. Got it. You yeah. didn't need 30 seconds. Boom. Teamwork. <laughs> Here we go. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people went into the movies for so long going like, oh, it's the superhero romp, right? Let's have fun with it. God forbid that, Brian. And we gave them this sort of hardcore deconstructivist, heavily layered, experimental, modern, mythological superhero movie that needs dot, 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 that you really need to pay attention to. (laughs) That was not cool for them. That's not something anyone wanted to do. They were like, what? No, that's exhausting. How about why do they fight at night? I hate that. What the fuck is... What are you talking about? (laughs) What is that mean? (laughs) So here's the thing. It's... (laughs) A movie... A movie largely, right, tells you how to watch it. It teaches you its own visual language as you're watching the movie, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Zach... The movie's not good by those terms either. No. No. Believe me, I'm not sitting there going, why isn't this a fun superhero romp? I'm sitting there going, why does this suck? You were going, why isn't this anything? What is this? This is a 14-year-old's notebook in like... He implies that it, in that quote, that it, you know, the movie wasn't successful because people didn't want to do the work to understand it. I don't think there's anything to understand in that movie. I don't think I have anything to say. That's exactly. They're so pissed dumb. They're pissed dumb. (laughs) Like, Oh man, Zach, Zachary, as in Zack Snyder, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, we're going to have to get into those movies at some point. <laughs> He's, he, at this point, is like... His, he's still talking about an ex from like five years yes. ago. <laughs> People are like, okay, it didn't work out. Shut up! I, but, you know, he has this fan base that, don't get me wrong, are just, take, my, take the movies I look seriously, Dad! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, yeah, don't get me wrong, I was 15 too once, but... <laughs> Aunt Brian, I don't think I would have liked those movies at 15 either. I think if if those movies came out when I was 15, I think I, I wouldn't have liked them, but I think I would have watched them more times. Like, I would have been like, oh, they're yeah. almost good, but like, there's a couple of mistakes here, rather than they are fundamentally horseshit. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Just because we were starved for superhero content I would have, back then. I would have owned the DVDs, right? If that makes sense, um, I can I can almost definitely. I would have wanted to watch it again when it came out on DVD, so I would have just bought it. Um, oh man, now I now, oh oh, I don't think you could pay me to watch them again. Except you can. Did I mention there's a Patreon link in the? <laughs> In the description of this podcast, <laughs> I'm not looking Brian, forward to it. 
we we could talk about this off air, but we got to get to Man of Steel because I want to get to I want to start doing Batman's. I want to get to yeah. sixty the sixties yeah, 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 yeah. Batman. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we got to bang it out. Well, I have a really busy uh, June, July. So um, <laughs> my brother's getting married in July. So uh, there's a whole bunch of shit with that. So we got to bang out some. We got to bang out some shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, switching gears um, a little bit, unless you have any other thoughts on Zack Snyder's three DC films. Um, <laughs> um, man, can I talk a little bit about you know how you know the the cliche of like the crypto podcast bro who's like Bitcoin? This is the future. This is where yes. this is where everything is going. Uh, I'm that, but for ad based free streaming services. <laughs> I am I am the fast streaming bro. I'm like this is the future. This is where everything is going. Um and I support I sent, it and I want I it. I sent a I sent a text to you this week that was like I think I'm just going to cancel everything that's not Tubi. I think I could live We're, just fine with Tubi. Tubi is Tubi's what I go to when I want something on my TV, man. Um I've but strictly it, been watching Tubi for the last several weeks. I think I easily, easily could just live on Tubi. Um, that said, there are a couple of other, you know what Tubi's missing? Uh, a couple of like premium television dramas and like a sitcom. Um, I think it's missing those tiers that a streaming service certainly wants. The closest thing that happens is the anger management sitcom starring yeah, right. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right. Um, mean, but meanwhile, you know who. Uh, actually has a lot of television dramas for free amazon's freebie um they've dumped a whole bunch of their amazon prime shows boom they've thrown those on freebie and with basically okay with paid streaming your netflixes your hbos they're all just kind of like shitty netflixes right it's i understand why it's happening how everyone wants a piece of that like streaming pie but it's a little like this was better when it was all on Netflix and Netflix was the only one. This only got more inconvenient as the pie slices got thinner. And like, we're a shitty Netflix, but we have all the Star Treks, Paramount Plus. Or, right, yes. Um, it's like, that sucks. What's good is meanwhile in the free streaming space where Amazon, not to like support Amazon or anything, but um, where they're like, Okay, boom, we just dumped a whole bunch of premium content on Freebie with ads. Tubi is like, we have a bunch of old shitty movies, but we have way less commercials. Actual competition that's good for the consumers all around. <laughs> like, oh, oh, and I'm just having a great time watching TV. Oh, essentially we're getting, with Tubi and Freebie, we're getting what cable was, but for free. Right, right, right. And then, you know, it's like they're clearly trying to fill voids that each other aren't missing. You know, it, kind of how capitalism is supposed to work in a good way. <laughs> um, I don't know what, what, it, what is it, Brian? Why do I want to watch something on Tubi rather than HBO Max? Like, I have what some is thoughts that? on that. Is, is there anything to, um, I was kind of trying to work on an article about it. I couldn't find a home for it. So I'll just talk about it now on my podcast. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I have some theories. A, I think Tubi has a limited window. 
right? It's the movie's not going to be there forever. So I think there is kind of an equivalent of scrolling past a movie on cable and just being like, well, this is the hard way. I found that out the hard way the other day. Um, so I, I think that's an element. I think, and this might just be me. I think the commercial breaks make it a little more non-committal, which is people talk about like, I don't agree with them because this is a dumb take, but like, oh, just take the movie and then split it up into 20 minute episodes and then I'll watch it <laughs> because like they can easily like binge watch a show. I think that I think the, the ad breaks create natural end points or hook points um, that you can kind of bail or you're on the hook and like, all right, well, shit, I got to I got to watch the next act. Um, and then, um, it's also an element of like, it has a vast collection of middling, like mm -hmm. mid tier, like thriller stuff they don't make anymore, you know? Yes. Thrillers and sci-fi and stuff. I think, um, I I was talking to my wife about this, but I, I think to that, it also helps if you like on a hobby level are interested in sifting through those tiers of movies, finding the hidden gems and like, Oh, this came out and was really bad. Or like, this one's not bad. This one's pretty good. I watched, (laughs) I watched a Gene Hackman movie recently. And now I just discovered because of Tubi that there's like four Gene Hackman movies I've never even fucking heard of, like (laughs) all available to watch. Yeah, right. Oh, God, I love Tubi. Um, it's like I, I was at my parents' house this past weekend and um, like uh, my brother was there and uh, we threw on Role Models, the David Wayne movie uh, from 2008, which uh, my wife described as the perfect movie to watch with your brother-in-law. <laughs> like, It's just like everybody likes it. Everybody it's likes it. It's a great it. movie, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know, just something... I watched Ghost Rider the other day with my dad, uh, which uh, my dad charmingly, genuinely loves. <laughs> my dad thinks Ghost Rider is Peter a great Fonda's movie. Peter Fonda's in it, right? Peter oh, no, Fonda's uh, in yeah, it. Yeah, Peter Fonda, yeah. Uh, my, my wife also joked about Peter Fonda. Apparently, if there's a motorcycle in the movie, doesn't read the script. <laughs> it's just, yeah, God, yeah I know I, my job I there. I haven't seen that since we saw it in vancouver yep and uh ghost rider you mean not easy rider god yeah ghost rider and i remember thinking that was it was bad i'll say i'll say this it was bad i prefer its brand of bad to dr strange too yes for sure Mm -hmm. um i i remember I've maybe told I you this remember, before. I just remember the trailer. Feels like my school's on fire, but I'm fine. <laughs> or whatever, you know. I remember what, and I I think I've said this to you before, but maybe about a different movie, but I think it was this movie, actually. We saw it together in Vancouver. And we walked out of it, and everyone was like, there were a couple of other people with us. Um, and uh, everyone was like, that was bad. And I remember going, like, it was bad but it was kind of fun. And I remember you looking me dead in the eyes going, no, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I really looked you in the eyes. I distinctly remember just like what you said to me was offensive. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember really not liking it. It's really not good. (laughs) Didn't they make a sequel that is not really a sequel that just has Nicolas Cage in 
they did make a sequel i have not seen the sequel it is on tubi i do plan to watch it it is by the guys who made the crank movies with jason statham which does feel like yeah yeah it is apparently still compromised and still not very good but um though uh you know what you know what i do want don't worry about continuity actually fuck continuity throw it in the fucking garbage who cares not not me morbius and ghost rider (laughs) i want that so bad (laughs) that is that's my that's my avengers that's a sign of the apocalypse (laughs) but only if they have michael keaton pop up for like 30 seconds as as the guy from spider-man and be like oh you put a team together (laughs) quotations michael keaton it's the with the mask on and then somebody else's voice because i think there is a scene in this movie where michael keaton is not there (laughs) and it is not his voice (laughs) oh michael keaton what's what's going on here with michael keaton he's doing beetlejuice now yeah they're doing another beetlejuice, beetlejuice is happening mm-hmm. um, they've, they've been, been trying, trying to, to make it off the ground since like i was in high school i think like, right it's... right i can't say i'm clamoring for more beetlejuice no me um, neither but whatever it's gonna happen i uh i rewatched that movie recently didn't wasn't like this is actually a, a class it's fine it's yeah Tim Burton was a young, hungry guy with a vision, and that's cool and fun. And Michael Keaton's fun in it. It was so unique at the time. Yes, that's exactly so unique. Yeah. Um, I saw the Broadway musical Beetlejuice, uh, which actually was—I mean, it wasn't that popular. It closed, but like had a little bit of a cult following. And I didn't see it on purpose. There is a, or at least was—I haven't checked since the pandemic shut everything down. But there was a service, um where uh you could pay 50 bucks uh and see a broadway show you wouldn't get to pick your show you could pick a you could pick a couple you definitely didn't want to see uh but day of it, they would buy up all the unsold tickets and so day of you would find out what show you were going to great if like parents were coming to town you know we'll sure. go see a show and like tickets are like 50 bucks way cheaper than they would be otherwise so we saw beetlejuice probably opening week um we happened to get beetlejuice terrible it was awful oh my god it was awful (laughs) just abysmal (laughs) i don't love musicals abysmal you get what you pay for pretty much (laughs) imagine if you paid that 50 dollars and then you got to see uh spider-man uh into the dark or whatever the fuck it was called that uh, would that would have been that would have been a story though i would great. have a story that about great. spider-man that yes, would have been great yes uh an old boss of mine uh told me about a time he uh his mother-in-law came to town uh wanted to go see something on broadway got tickets to spider-man turn off the dark because they knew he was into he was into comics and just be like oh no oh no 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 um i've only seen the bit that was on letterman and it was insane (laughs) i i would want to see that oh i want to see it so bad doesn't that make you want to see it more yeah so much more um i want to be stoned but (laughs) (laughs) um Speaking of that, do you mind if I just transition right into what I've been watching? Yeah, let's do it. 
Um, so I, once again, I, I was at my parents this week and we dropped the baby off. Emily and I, my wife and I, uh, went to the movie theater near my parents' house. Uh, we smoked two joints in the parking lot and saw Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, which, uh, is the way I would recommend seeing that movie. Uh, cause it's bad. And that was being high was fun. <laughs> um, I was... And, but Brian, who, here's the question. Yeah. Is it fatal? Is it an accurate? <laughs> it is an incredibly, oh God, I had someone tell me a friend of mine was like, it's, I mean, it's probably the most accurate video game movie ever made. And that's, uh, that's easy to do when no one broke a sweat trying to translate like the video game to the screen. They were just, it, it was fucking, an hour and a half of Nintendo Switch footage. <laughs> like, Just watching someone um, else play a video game. More or fucking less. Like, not a... Really, no one broke a sweat on anything in the imagination department. There is a... And I, I can't articulate it. If, if you kind of like... If you're not vibing with this and see why this is a problem, I kind of can't explain it to you. Um, but there is a bit in this movie where Princess Peach explains to mario that in this world there are power-ups and they give us special abilities and you eat you take the power up but you lose it after one hit what the fuck does that mean <laughs> that's video game gobbledygook and you said it in a movie yeah power it's, up what is that what that's moon man talk <laughs> If someone said that to me in the street, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to keep walking. What's a hit? I know what a hit is in a video game, but what does that mean in the context of the... Um, and it was like, they were like, oh, man, fucking Lu Luigi's been kidnapped. We got to go fucking get Luigi. Oh, man, we're going to need like Donkey Kong's help. Oh, Donkey Kong's not going to help unless... You fucking beat him in a Smash Bros. level, and they fucking play Smash Bros. And like, oh man, to get over there, we're gonna have to get some carts. And then there's just the fucking <laughs> Mario Kart fucking. There's literally a sequence where they're going through Mario Kart menus, and it's like, oh man, accurate to the video game. Wait, they're going Zach, through you're menus. You're looking at me like I'm a fucking crazy person. Oh, it's the and it's it's diegetic. Like they're picking their carts. <laughs> with massive scrolling wheels where they they customize their mario karts uh oh it was awful and like saying saying it was awful is like implies i expected more from the mario movie right i sure i, I say this with no pa it to say i hated it, it, it implies more passion towards it it's it, i have the most cynical read of it you know yeah um now is that illumination I don't know, was Nintendo incredibly protective of IP? And like, that's entirely possible. All I know is none of the kids in the audience cared. They were having a great time, which I guess is fine. I, I liked plenty of crap, you know? Oh, there's this other bit. Have you heard the song from Super Mario Brothers? 
Um, the Jack Black song Peaches. Oh, that's all over it. Don't worry. Um, no, there's a bit. Bowser, who is played by Jack Black, is at a piano and he sings a song about Princess Peach. And this has kind of become part of the marketing. I believe this has been separated on YouTube. Um, gone semi-viral. Everybody in my theater was excited that this scene came up and applauded when it was over. Um, and let me be clear. This is. Clearly, Jack Black, the very talented Jack Black, was told, like, can you just, like, riff a song? And he gave it, like, a 4 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just like, here's a song about Princess Peach. <laughs> and everyone's acting like, that's so funny. Like, what? Like, Jack Black is very talented and has made genuinely very funny things. This is not one of them. <laughs> Do you even know what Tenacious D is, you idiot kids? Seriously, you idiot children? Let's get up. I was stoned out of my fucking mind. I was like, that was it? <laughs> that was that fucking thing? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was well, bad, dude. Well, then I won't go see it. I, it, yeah, I mean, don't. <laughs> it's, it made so much money, and it's going to get a billion sequels. It doesn't um, need our money. It does not. That said, um, I did have a fun time being very stoned in a children's movie <laughs> um uh real fast um i watched brightburn this is a uh james gunn adjacent movie i believe his brothers wrote it um he did not direct it but his brothers wrote the script this was their idea um and he's a producer on it but brightburn this is was on tubi when i watched it um Basically, Zach, tell me if this sounds familiar. A spaceship crash lands near a Kansas farmhouse and a nice couple finds a young boy among the car, uh, among the wreckage, the wreckage, adopt him only to find that he's developing strange superpowers. Hmm. Sounds sounds well, familiar, right? I'm, I'm now, trying to place it. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> the the little twist here is that this kid is a creepy little piece of shit um, <laughs> um and it's a horror movie about what to do when you're adopt this kid you adopted is a little nightmare with superpowers um i would say it's a fun premise and it never lives up to that fun premise. If I had saw it in a theater, I'd probably be like, this was a real like anger. Like this was such a missed opportunity that I'm frustrated with it on Tubi had a perfectly fun 90 minutes with it. The Tubi um, effect, the Tubi, it's effect. the Tubi effect, baby um, flattens the playing field. It's Elizabeth Banks as the mama K uh, analog. And then I forget the actor's name. He was Roy on the office mm -hmm. who, Basically, I think it would make a great Johnny K in an actual Superman adaptation. Um, but um, Brightburn, I recommend it on Tubi. <laughs> could be, could be, a, could be a fun Halloween recap if it's uh, oh, on Tubi. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Um, it's it was it's a perfectly pleasant one to throw on in the middle of the afternoon. You know, you one of those. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I got one more. Um, I, we've been talking um a lot, of, saying a lot of praises for Tubi. Gotta say, 
I fell down uh, the shot on video horror comedy foot fetish erotica section of Tubi uh, when I watched Caress of the Vampire 2 Teenage Ghoul Girl A Go Go. <laughs> Tubi, this is a little too far. Wait, is <laughs> that actually I... the name of the, the section or did you just make that up? <laughs> That is, no, I've made that up because I found a horror comedy foot fetish eroticus movie. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Shot on just a a 90s video camera. um, And it's some loose bits separating extended uh, foot massage sequences. Um, I don't know why I watched, I watched the whole movie. I watched... (laughs) the whole movie and it was a little uh, bit just like to prove to myself that i could <laughs> um, i love me some crap this was a little too far um <laughs> to be i would not lean in this direction personally <laughs> oh wait brian you're burying the lead you watched a movie featuring our very own michael rosenbaum oh i week. did um i for I, I forgot about that um yeah, I watched Sorority Boys. This is from 2002. Um, in the Michael Rosenbaum stars in this film. Probably this came out after Smallville had debuted. I imagine shot before Smallville, uh, based on the timing. Um, this is a American Pie esque teen sex comedy. Um, Michael Rosenbaum and his friends. Um, he's one of the. There's it's three co-leads i would say an ensemble uh get kicked out of their fraternity in order to get free housing uh dress as women to be admitted into a sorority the specifically the ugly girls sorority d-o-g dog you see um it's i i was expecting worse i was expecting to be way more like offended by it you know i was expecting like way 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 worse um they they learn their lesson about treating women with respect um the uh they're portrayed as assholes who you know maybe learn their lesson um it's not funny it's not a single cracked smile yeah that's probably maybe one of the least funniest movies i've ever seen (laughs) that's rough for a comedy Um, that's a rough beat that's that's bad that's not a good sign um that was sorority boys don't recommend it already even on even on tubi don't recommend (laughs) just avoid there's no there's no joy here in sorority boys (laughs) um that's about all i watched um you can follow me on letterbox for I, i watch a lot of crap i'm on letterboxd i'm around it's very entertaining yeah uh, what did you watch this week, Zach? I'll go real quick. Uh, I spoke. I told you this the other day. I, I've been watching Light and Magic, which is a documentary series yes. directed by Lawrence Kasdan about uh, the history of industrial light and magic from Star Wars up until Jurassic Park. Fantastic. If you're interested in that stuff, check it out. I can't um, wait to check that out. I went to check it out the other day, um, and uh, we are – Disney Plus is logged out on my TV, and my wife had all the passwords. So oh, no. <laughs> I have to wait until she logs back into Disney Plus. <laughs> and I have to remember to ask her to log back into Disney Plus. Well, she will happily do when I ask her, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the other things I watched, I I was so disappointed because I started watching Chain Reaction, which is a movie directed by the guy who directed The Fugitive right after he directed The Fugitive. It takes right. place in Chicago, has a lot of the same actors. I've seen it before. I know it's not very good, but I started watching it. And then the next day I went to finish it and Tubi had said goodbye. So the Tubi effects, baby. As a consolation, I watched a movie called The Package from 1989, directed by the guy who directed The Fugitive, takes place in Chicago, starring almost the entire (laughs) cast from The Fugitive. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is even a major character. Oh, baby. Uh, You're basically just taking out Harrison Ford and subbing in Gene Hackman. Uh, It's a conspiracy thriller. Um, Did I say the title of The Package? Yeah. The Package. It's fine. It's middling. <laughs> but it's that's fun. Like, that's it was, what it's it about like chain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> literally every five minutes, I'm like, oh, that guy's in the fugitive. Oh, Why that guy's is, in the fugitive. What? What makes Fugitive the Fugitive such lightning in a bottle? That's a perfect movie. That's a five star perfect movie. Yes, it's lightning I, in honestly, a bottle. One of the my favorite movies of all time. Maybe my favorite movie. Um, and this guy has never directed a movie another movie that even came close to that no no and what he's is directed that? some solid movies but sure i don't know it's such lightning in a bottle it's amazing hmm. huh. I, th- I honestly think it's the simplicity of it sure it's really a series of set pieces of harrison ford running from bad guys or finding clues and then interspersed with Tommy Lee Jones, just chewing the scenery in the best possible way. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Oh. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Such a good fucking movie. Fuck. I need to watch The Fugitive again, dude. Um, it, it's always the right time for The Fugitive. Then I watched a couple other things. I watched a movie called Sherlock Jr., which is a Buster Keaton movie, silent film right. from 1924. I had never seen a Buster Keaton movie before. It fucking blew me away, Brian. I can't recommend it highly enough. 45 minutes. You won't regret it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was there's a lot of shit he's just doing in camera, man. I mean, everything's done in camera. Oh, That's That was the only wa- way to do a thing. You'll watch it and you'll go, what happened to us, movies? What happened? <laughs> We got off to such a good start. Uh, um, uh. And then I watched, I went to the theater and watched a movie called The Covenant. Actually, the official title is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Oh, I, I, Guy Ritchie is one of like my, per, I like, I fucking hate Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I don't like it. a single movie the guy's made. I'm see, I'm. I've seen I, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I generally enjoy his movies. Like to me, they're almost always three stars or three and a half out of five. Like there's always stuff in them. I'm like, that's stupid, but I almost always enjoy them. This one is not his yeah, usual. Did you like the brand. live action Aladdin, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one I didn't like. I didn't see it. <laughs> but this movie's not his usual brand. It's not like British crime guys or anything it's a uh, right. jake Hall is a marine in afghanistan and he becomes friends with the afghanistan interpreter but then he gets attacked okay the i guy know this say, 
Yeah, I know the guy the story, saves his yeah. life, and then right. he has to go rescue the guy. It's basically like a... How would you describe it? A rah-rah military uh, right. Right, movie right, right. With, with some commentary thrown in about how we had abandoned the people in Afghanistan. Um, sure. It's pretty well That's made. That's a true story, right? Did you did you mention that? I thought it was a true story. It's not a true story that specifically, but it is true that we abandoned the people in Afghanistan. Yes. That's a true story. <laughs> got it. Um, got it, got it, got it. It's pretty well made for the most part. There's some really eye-rolly scenes and dialogue in there, but uh, it was pretty effective. I, I, if okay. you don't, if a movie about the military, um, in which it's mostly positives, doesn't right. test your gag reflex, then you might enjoy it. <laughs> um, if Top Gun Maverick was too mili- like too much for you, don't go see The Covenant. God, man, I'm I'm overdue. I'm overdue to rewatch Top Gun Maverick. Fuck, fuck. I think that movie might be five stars. Also, I think it might be a five I mean, star it, perfect movie. It might be. I mean, it's I, time. I, I don't think I don't think you can. I don't think you can give a five star immediately. You know, that's what I, I think was five say. stars come over time. I generally I think, don't. I I generally the highest I go first viewing is four and a half, and then I wait. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Maverick might get there someday. I think I think in a decade we'll be saying it's a five star perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh should we get into Smallville? Let's do it. Great. This week, we watched Blank. It's the 19th episode in the fourth season of Smallville, the 85th episode overall it aired april 27th 2005 man as these numbers get bigger i can't believe we've talked about 85 episodes of this show well um, a lot of those episodes were into a vacuum but we did talk that, about them we had the conversations we, we had the conversation and we've had more than that because we've done we've had off weeks crazy yeah crazy yeah. um to know i mean you could argue we're still in the grand scheme of things, still having these conversations for nobody. <laughs> you know, what I was thinking about the other day. What's that? Um, the uh, what's the show called that no one listens to? Oh, Talkville. Yeah, Talkville yep, yep. is nearing the end of season two. Now we did season two online, but we weren't posting those episodes on right, right to listen to. So. Right. We st- our our episodes start at the beginning of season three, right? Correct. So soon, we will pick up right where Talkville leaves off. Yeah, that's a good wow. time to jump in, Talkville people. That's Should we be promoting great... this? Yeah, how do we do that? How do we? Oh man, how do we? Jump how do we ship. get those? Shit! How do we do that? <laughs> do you want? Do you want to hear us? Like pick up right where. Tom Welling and Michael Rosamond leave off. And also 45 minutes of movies that will came out months ago. Years <laughs> yeah, ago at this is, point. What is this podcast, Brian? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> oh, no. So that's so they can now soon they can listen to Docville and then listen to ours right after. If you, if you want more. If you want more from people who weren't involved in the episode. <laughs> 
just backseat quarterback. <laughs> um, uh, Zach, I loved this episode. I loved this episode. This is another great one. We got two great ones in a row. Um, truly, 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 truly. Um, okay, so during the morning coffee rush at the Talon, Lois is working when Kevin Grady steals a muffin and a handful of cash out of the cash register. Kevin Grady looks exactly like um, from earlier i don't know what season the guy who was assassinating meteor freaks oh he looks identical uh, to me Klu klux van Klu klux van um am i crazy i i thought it was that guy and then like oh i guess it's not maybe they don't look actually that similar but i do think um, there is something about smallville dude guest stars all kind of blend together they're all attacked, right it's this 2000s hunk that yes yep mm-hmm. the, um, the wb 2000s hunk right is this the guy from mean girls or was klu klux van the guy from mean girls um, or are none of them from mean girls klu, klu klux van was in john tucker must die he might have been okay, in Mean I Girls. I think that's the same guy. Is it? Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. This guy just looks like that guy. Um, it's the eyebrows, I think. And sharp features, <laughs> dark hair. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, Kevin blasts Lois with a green flash of light. Instantly, Lois has forgotten the instant incident, and Kevin strolls away casually. For memory loss. Memory loss. That's one of several that we will get in this episode. Ooh, in this in this opening. Yeah, that's true. Clark and Chloe walk in. They're discussing Clark's possible acceptance to the University of Miami. Um, Clark says he feels guilty for leaving his parents to run the farm alone, and Chloe vaguely remarks that it will be hard to replace him, given his skills. It is how true. Ma- yes, but how many of these comments does Chloe have to make I before know. dumb, dumb Clark picks up on something? <laughs> it is funny how what you know, this is something that's kind of gone from the streaming era of television right where it's assumed you're binge watching things um we need to communicate real fast to the audience who hasn't watched this in a week oh right chloe knows (laughs) yes if you haven't if you haven't watched you're just tuning in you missed five episodes or whatever Right, right. This will Chloe's let you know. figured it out, oh. but Clark doesn't know. So, but in you know, in the world of Smallville, Clark can only be the biggest dum dum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she said it like thirteen times. <laughs> I do like the element of, and th- actually, this is a huge part of this episode of Chloe kind of realizing, oh, I see, your life is a lot harder than I thought. It's a lot more complex. Right. Like this is there's uh, maybe a reason that you're keeping these things a secret. Um, and like yes. her being like, yes. oh, I, I never thought of that. I guess that you would be kind of hard to replace out on the yeah in the farm. Yeah, which you'd think uh, Johnny K 
would be, you know, who, who now Johnny K would do the right thing and would know his son's got to go off to wherever he's got to go, you know, but like also would be like, what the fuck are we? Oh, but the farm's going to go down because you are well, an entire also, staff of people. We've established he could just go to school in Miami and run home to do the chores real quick. Which, yes, like you gotta come home. <laughs> right. Or maybe like once a week. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Clark, buddy, enjoy your newfound freedom. Oh, also, you are tied to this farm for the rest of your life. You have to. This doesn't operate. This you doesn't an operate. an hour a week of your time. One hour a week. <laughs> Including transpo, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay, so before Clark can reply, she changes the subject by giving Lois her order. Lois announces they've been robbed. Um, so Clark notices the back door swinging and goes into the alley to try to catch the thief. He stops Kevin's car just as he's about to drive away, and Kevin blasts Clark with a green flash of light. He is knocked back, and in a flash, Clark's memories zoom past. I think we get a Pete Ross thing here. That, that'll probably be Pete Ross's last appearance for a while. Memory loss. Memory loss again. Chloe finds Clark in a daze, and when she asks him he, if he's all right, he merely asks, who's Clark? Um, and, and when, I, when I got to this point, I was like, uh-oh, like a Clark fucking amnesia episode? This is fucking stupid. Like, no, it's so... We get to so brilliantly reevaluate all of the relationships in the show, yes. right? Yes. Um, from, for lack of a better word, an outside perspective. Now Clark gets to re-experience everything and we get to recalibrate everything, which we so desperately need going into the final stretch of the season. Yes, it is. A, it is. They use this device to its fullest. It's the amnesia I was device. I was complaining last week about not buying, like bringing the Lana romance storyline back in after ignoring it for like two and a half seasons. Um, I so I like wasn't buying. Boom! They did the work here, and it works again yes. for me. <laughs> like, yes, they made it. They made us care about Lana and Clark again. Right. Oh, oh! This episode is brilliant. I think this is a dark horse for best of the season. I think. I um, think it, there's. A, it's a two horse race right now between this yeah. and last week's episode. But there's yes. some other really good ones too. Because as we said, the first like several of the season were spectacular. This is a. This is a. If you look up lists of uh, seasons of like rankings of season of Smallville, this is routinely at the bottom. Um. But man, there are Brian. some. This is this the best season we've had so far recapping it. No doubt. No Not even close. Doubt. Not even close. Not even close. Um to the to almost to the detriment of the show. <laughs> to our show. We're <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. this episode's pretty good. <laughs> really good. Um I think the thing that people hated about it and that we hate about it is the Genevieve T witch the, the, of it the all. Storylines bad and um, that but like, like really drags it down bad storylines yes like... yeah i also think there's an element of you and i like the silly teen soap stuff mm. and i think there's mm -hmm. a there's a certain people who are like no serious superhero we're it's 
it's now 2005. Batman Begins is coming out this summer yeah. and is going to change everything. Yeah. Not everyone. Yeah. It won't, it won't formally change until, I guess until 2008 in the dark night, but like the change is coming. We are oh, yeah. on that hill now. Yeah. Um, and like all the sillier comic booky stuff is going to look a little not quite right. Um, even though that's wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, so Chloe takes Clark home where he stares confused at the house he has grown up in. Uh, when he goes to open the door, thinking it's stuck, he yanks it and accidentally throws the door across the yard behind him. Chloe fun. tells him, so fun and like oh what a fun dynamic here that chloe just gets to openly know yeah clark shtick but clark doesn't know that she's not supposed to know this is great it's so great once again just establishing the dynamics here reevaluating re the dynamics almost um lois is home and she tells Chloe that Jonathan and Martha are in Metropolis for a cardiologist appointment and won't be back today. I had wondered if um, this was a casting thing, like they weren't available. But like, actually, I think the issue here is if Martha and Johnny were home, that would just be, oh, we'll take him. And they fix yeah, the Clark problem. Goes and Clark goes to his room. Clark goes to his room. Right, right, right. So actually, it was very like we have to have them not be yeah. here, or this story doesn't happen. But um, my favorite part is, you know, when Chloe brings Clark in and Lois is there, she's like, "What's his deal?" And Chloe says, "Like it's nothing. He has amnesia." Yeah, right. <laughs> and then Lois says, "Also, like it's nothing again." <laughs> Which should tell you something about this show. Yeah. <laughs> right. now, now, granted, they, they do justify it later, but I'm sitting here like, no, hospitals where you should go. Hospitals where you go. Yeah, 100%. Maybe not Smallville yeah. Medical, but and, and Chloe does justify it later in a way yeah, that we, does make well, sense. Well, she's like, yeah, that's probably not where you want to take him. Right. Um, okay, so Chloe and Lois realize that the boy who robbed the Talon probably also wiped Clark's memory. Chloe decides to go to the Torch office to see if she can find out what's causing Clark's amnesia, but then, re but then realizes that Clark would probably reveal his secret if left alone, so she takes him to his loft. Uh, here we go, one bummer, one bummer point of the episode. Jason gets upset with Lana when she announces that she is no longer going to enroll at uh, CKU with him uh, and that she's probably not going to college at all. She also states that their relationship has changed outside of Paris. Angry, Jason yells that he has done so much to protect her because we need a reason for me to leave this show that I am a main cast member of this year. He also grabs her by the arm and spins her around. He's getting a. Yep. They're like, we really need to make people dislike this guy fast. He is a, a man. He is a lead on a hit CW show, WB. And man, 
in what like that's a big deal they don't like hand those out right like that erica durance isn't a main cast is not a main cast member no. on this show yet uh they just gave it to jensen ackles he was supposed to be here much longer right i i think he must have been must he have must been. have been that's oh. do you think do you think talkville would tell us yeah i think when they i haven't get been to listening it, i don't know how like truly i think they deep. will because I listened recently, and they were talking about it was the Christopher Reeve episode, and they dropped yeah. an interesting tidbit was that they wouldn't let them use Lois for more than four episodes at first. So that's why she's in the first four. I remember. They I were remember like, hearing that from you. And then they were like, "Yeah, what? you can have her for a few episodes longer, and then a few episodes more, and then finally they were like, "All right, just fucking use her. It's fine." I don't know. It's so funny. Like, why are they so guarded over like the Superman things? I think they're worried about it stepping on the movie stuff that they're always planning. Right, right. That's so luckily funny. that's fucking out the window now. So, right, right. Um, oh man, Superman and Lois probably not getting a season four. It sounds like it sounds like they are cutting. That's gonna get the axe, which is a shame because I really like it and they're introducing well, Lex Luthor this season. Well, now that James Gunn has taken over, I think they are going to try everything to be in interconnected like Marvel. I, I do think it's about... less that. Um, I think it's less that. I think CW is having problems. I think oh. they're cutting original material. I kind of um, like the DC thing where not everything had to be connected, but but that's going to go bye bye now. They even uh, season two of Superman and Lois even firmly made it like um, the guy who plays Superman, Tyler Hochin. Uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, they, even though he was on Supergirl, they've established that's not this. Uh, right. they, they've dealt with some multiversey stuff. Um, you know, the the wibbly wobbly <laughs> sci-fi premises. It, it, they've had some real Rick and Morty storylines on this show. Um, but they've even, I believe, I believe established Superman is the only superhero. Oh, um, interesting. Which. I think it's good. I think freeze yeah. some stuff up. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Chloe explains Clark's own powers to him by telling him her theory that uh, he was affected by the meteor shower and has superpowers. That makes exact. I, I was wondering, like, is Chloe going to magically know everything? Nope. They, they keep it consistent. That's. Basically, That's what, what Clark should have told her years ago. <laughs> Could have gotten away with this years ago. Um, she tells him that he saved many lives, including her herself, several times, and has self-appointed him Smallville's hero. Clark says he and Chloe must have been close friends for him to have trusted Chloe with such a secret, and she reluctantly admits that he didn't. But even without his memory... Clark knows that Chloe wouldn't betray them. Both of them, great in this scene. Great yes. scene. Agreed. Um, God, dude, I, I'm beating a dead horse here. This is a great episode. Great episode. Great Tom Welling year. Uh, yeah. Front runner, MVP front runner. I don't see anyone beating him. I I think something I think crazy this is a... would have to happen in the last few episodes. Right, 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 right. right. Um, okay. She takes him back to the Talon where he uses his x-ray vision to find a card under the floor mat. And Chloe is slightly disturbed by this new ability. This is a great way for Chloe to like learn all of the abilities. Yeah. 
to just uh and we get to see her learn them on screen it's great rather than pete who kind of got them all explained off screen you know the best um, one is coming up the best yeah. one that she learned about is coming up oh oh everybody we haven't gotten to talk about this in a while everybody who's been like a long time fan followed you watched when we were doing this on twitch brace yourself brace yourself because exactly what you want to happen is gonna happen <laughs> it's oh took me back to a time when we were doing this show different and i was <laughs> that episode is still available on youtube i believe that is that's probably the one one or we should one of like that. two or three if yeah, you right? want an early season two episode uh that involves boners yeah i'll include i'll include a link uh, i think yes. emily's on that one uh, yeah she is <laughs> um i'll include a link um and uh you can get a look at uh what this show looked like on twitch when i didn't think anybody would want to listen to it later and i'm, I'm thankful that that has been wrong i think um okay uh he muses why he doesn't tell everybody what he can do and says he doesn't want to go to back back to a life of lying to everyone and not being himself um man it just once again just applauding this episode of like that's the central core emotional issue for clark of the show and we've kind of lost it a little bit right of like i want to tell people i want to be myself um but i can't because it's too dangerous um so to literally work in a story where clark gets to literally question that of himself of like why am i doing this is so good smart smart writing this is great television i who wrote this episode um uh, this is Brian Peterson and Kelly Soders. Oh, those are the two that will take over when um, the, when these guys leave. They take over okay. showrunners. Oh. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. And you're you are a pretty big fan of their work on the show, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. Started here, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they've been on the show probably since the beginning, but yeah. Um, okay, just talk about getting the characters in a real like real yes. way absolutely um, uh okay so chloe asks him to reconsider coming out at least until his parents get back just then lana exit her exits her apartment and clark falls in love with her all over again setting a lamp on fire with his boner heat vision <laughs> they're so good at making that so explicit it's so so we can confirm <laughs> we've questioned this before has he mastered it without boners no he's getting a boner every time definitely <laughs> Uh, Chloe does. Uh, Allison Mack is so great. She goes, "Oh, <laughs> premature combustion. Like it could have gone without knowing about that one, or something like that. Like didn't need it's, to... <laughs> it's also, it's also though. Can, like, you know the the those moments where um, you like see someone you're attracted to across the room. I it literally happened when I met my wife, you know, she was at a party and I'm like, I am very attracted to that person. And I want to go talk to that person. 
I definitely didn't like have a raging uncontrollable erection when I walked up to her, you know? <laughs> like... That's how strongly Clark feels about Lana, okay? <laughs> he's just he's also, to be fair, he is uh seventeen years old or eighteen That's years true. old. That's you know? true. Like, yeah, so right. At seventeen it might have been a different story. <laughs> Yeah, you might have straight up got a boner. Like, yeah. maybe not a full-on one that other people could see, but you would be able to feel it. Like <laughs> That's fair. That's your, fair. Your underwear I got tighter. I I, I uh, didn't take the 17-year-old into account because Tom Welling is fully 30 years old. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Okay, so uh, staring at Lana in wonder, he he uh, breathlessly asks who she is, and Chloe sadly informs him that Lana Lang is the love of his life. That night, Lois goes to visit Clark in his loft, who is looking at pictures of Lana and studying drawings of the Kawachi Caves. Love, love me some Lois Clark heart to hearts. Love, Love it. it. Love it. Uh, he throws the picture down frustratedly, to which Lois states that he normally has better control. He asks Lois how he's supposed to keep control and know what to do. She tells him to trust his gut. Lois asks him what he can tell about their relationship, and he correctly guesses that they don't get along. Lois here, Lois's line here is, uh, just because you don't know all the pieces doesn't mean you can't play the game. Yes. And it's good great it's great everyone's everyone's great uh lois tells him that he's on the right track and leaves clark picks up one of the pictures of lana and looks at it okay uh the next day at school clark approaches lana and asks her what happened to their relationship she says she doesn't know and clark sadly realizes it was something he did the needle drop here is Buck wild. This is peak Smallville level needle drop. <laughs> needle um, drops I'm coming on strong late in the year. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm scrolling down. This is uh, "Let Me Go" by Three Doors Down. Uh, yes, I knew it as soon as I heard that fucker's voice. I was like, "Oh, this is Three Doors Down." <laughs> this is a very specific sound. Three yes. Doors Down. <laughs> Um, three doors down is forever. Not that I don't think anyone out there is really a three doors down fan. I think they're a band that just existed. Um, but I will never, I will never get out of my brain as long as I live. The awkward image of Donald Trump singing along to the song Kryptonite at uh, a song he clearly didn't know at the inauguration, at his inauguration. <laughs> Oh, because Three Doors Down say, was the only band that would play his fucking inauguration. Oh, that makes total sense. Because the only the thing I remember about Three Doors Down is that for a, a couple of years there, there was a terrible music video that they did for the military that played before movies. And it was oh, weird. It was I don't like, think I've seen that. Citizen Soldier was the. Oh, boy. Um. I also remember they, of course, had that song Kryptonite, um, which hasn't been featured in this show yet. I don't think so. That's weird. That's Maybe weird that this was the it. first three. To... Yeah, right. waiting for it. Right. Yeah. You can't blow your wad on that one. We already had the fucking Enrique Iglesias one. Um, but um, 
so uh i grew up in a town called wallingford in connecticut um and the mayor there he's still the mayor he's been the mayor as long as i've been alive is uh a weird guy he's a weird guy um just to kind of set the stage here a little bit my understanding is here is is that still to this day in the year of our lord 2023 the wallingford connecticut town hall still has the internet computer there is one computer that can connect to the internet <laughs> um that is still the case in 2023 and that is by uh mayor dickinson's uh hand he would show up to graduations things like that and it was usually it would involve some sort of weird costume or <laughs> um but I remember, uh, I don't remember what event this could have been. It was an elementary school, um, I think, or my elementary. I, I went through a school. I was kindergarten through eighth grade in the same school with the same 30 kids. Um, but he showed up to this event and performed kryptonite on acoustic guitar. <laughs> this man could not sing. Zach, your eyes have gone wide. <laughs> I am just so interested in this man it's, i'm gonna find you some clips of this man of he's a a, a real character <laughs> and yet no one can defeat him people people run against him every time and he just knocks him down <laughs> uh um anyway that's our that's our three doors down um how did the lyrics of this song go? It's they're so obvious for uh it's a terrible song, but it's it's one of those like terrible songs that brings me right there. Um uh I'm looking up the lyrics right now. Uh this is me vamping while I try to get to the chorus here. God damn it. Someone will love you, let me go. I've been ho no. No, no, what do I want? <laughs> Um, there's a lyric in here of like, but you don't know who I am, and like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's what we're hitting there. Um, I, oh, I, I, none of. I was reading these lyrics, and like these aren't it because I have a Haley Steinfeld song that's also called <laughs> "Let Me Go." <laughs> Uh, you love me, but you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yes, I mean, I love they dropped that. The oh, talk about it's, on the nose. Uh, there's just when you get that, like, smart, like, just yep, this is what's happening on the screen, and here's a pop song with lyrics that are kind of like that. Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Oh. I wrote down after the Clark Lana scene, the first one, I wrote down, this is the kind of episode Teen Zach ate up. Oh, I'm sure. That. I don't, rem oh. I don't oh, remember oh, oh, oh. watching this for the first time, but I'm sure, yeah, I was just like with a fucking spoon. Like, yeah, shovel this in. Because um, it's all, I love googly eyes. I love googly oh, yeah. eyes. This is the um, googliest of googly eyes. Lana, Kristen Crook, and Tom Welling oh. have the best googly eyes in Ugh. their scenes together this episode um 
So uh, Clark says this time will be different. Lana is uncomfortable with his implication, but they agree to meet later to talk about it. Uh, Lois and Chloe. Oh, I know. I still want to talk about that scene. Um, it's what? Oh man! In one scene, um, back on board, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, their chemistry was good in that scene, man. And later, oh, the scene later is even yeah. better. Oh, oh yeah, on the patio. Yes, oh. another great needle drop. Another great needle drop. Yes. Um, okay, so Lois and Chloe track Clark down and inform him that they found who the card belongs to, a boy named Kevin Grady. At the Grady residence, Kevin is packing his bag when his father finds him. Uh, Kevin explains that wherever he was, they turned him into a freak, and he knows that he can't stay because of what he did. So he's leaving for good. He zaps his father's memory and leaves. When Clark, Lois, and Chloe show up, Dr. Grady admits that Kevin was at the Summerholt Institute for Memory Treatment. This is where Lex was. How is uh, this place to... still open? I know, right? <laughs> Lex didn't spend every dollar he had destroying this place. <laughs> also, m -m 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 um, memory loss. Right, right. Um... Okay, so he told uh, he tells them that Kevin accidentally killed his brother Dylan while hunting, and that he's been trying to get the tragedy erased from Kevin's memory. Gotta say, this is not this has not been common, especially lately. This is a wildly sympathetic meteor freak story. Not not technically meteor freak. Um, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah meteor yeah. freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like this is a full. This is a really tight script. This is a good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this storyline's interesting. Yep. The, the yep. media freak storylines are sometimes just a means to an end, and this easily could have gone. No, they told a real story here, and it's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This episode's firing I... on all cylinders. The only low point is um, we need to give Jensen Eccles something to do. Something and that's not a. That's not a. A diss on Jensen Eccles, who is fantastic. Um, no, he got a he got a lead role in another show, and like exactly, he's gotta, they got to figure it out. He and they just they attached him to this storyline that is just awful early on. Awful was it his um, fault? No, 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 no. I know. I I, 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 I earlier this season we were nothing but praised Jensen Eccles and like the yep. the injection he gave this show. Yep. Uh, not his fault. It is the writing's fault slash him leaving for a bigger show or a that last show he... 35 years. I, so. I think, I think maybe he made the right call <laughs> of which I haven't seen it. I think Tom Welling is on that spinoff. He's on the spinoff. Yeah. The, the prequel. Yeah. yeah that just yeah, got yeah, yeah. canceled. I think today. Oh, did, the CW is like axing a lot of original content. I think there's a day, I think five years ago, which I, Supernatural, I guess, was still running five years ago. But Oh, yeah. Um, so fuck it. But five years ago, maybe that show would have still been running now. Um, Supernatural went a long time. It's like, I've seen it. I haven't given it an earnest, earnest go. Didn't it go like 16 seasons or something? It's about that. We were in Vancouver. It started when we were in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, one of our uh, classmates wrote a spec about it. Right, right um 15 and, seasons wow wow 
one of our classmates was a very big fan of it and we were all hoity-toity about it now now look at us with our smallville podcast well, i mean i think even at the time we were like fuck smallville is what it what's good fucking supernatural yeah. so oh we were cool super cool uh, okay, so uh, they go to visit Lex, who has also had memory treatment at Summerhall. Lex gets Clark alone, but Chloe is worried and whispers to Clark to be careful. Um, and he hears, just as Lex starts to ask about the Kawachi Caves. I was <laughs> I was a little bit wondering what Chloe's angle here was, and was she going to try to telekinetically communicate it to Clark, hoping just in case that worked? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, right, whispering. <laughs> She's like, fuck, he has every other power. Yeah, right. Yeah, worth a try. Maybe uh, he has whispering... the Mel Gibson, what women want power. Maybe, but whispering works too. Um, they go to the caves, and Clark begins to explain the secret area. Lex heavily Lex suggests that. Is being Lex... naughty very naughty here he, Lex is clearly he is, using this to take advantage he told clark that he and clark have been trying to discover the mysteries together which is not true right. um but i gotta say clark has dicked him around quite a bit <laughs> And I think I think they I think they reckon with that very well at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, yep. But once again, I, I've said it before. But the way this episode, I and I think I think it reestablishes these relationships for us. But I imagine I think it kind of was an excuse to recalibrate in the writers' room mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. Clark and Lex are tenuous friends, but they're kind of trying to like Lex is kind of trying to undercut it. Um, <sighs> Well, Clark, Clark is driving him crazy. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a good, like, there's not a lot of Lex this episode, but this is a really, really good Lex scene. He, he, um, gets, he gets some meat to chew on here. It's, we haven't had, I forgot how important this part of it is. I feel like we've kind of lost yep. it a little bit of like Lex trying to figure Clark out and getting to and like kind of being manipulative is really important to this relationship. And we've lost it for once again, about a season and a half. I think season three is worse than season four in a lot of ways in like the oh. way it loses a lot of storylines. A hundred percent. I think season three is the weakest one that we've had yet. I agree. I agree. Um, in the way it just fumbles all these storylines that are like, wow, yeah. really, really key to these characters. <laughs> and like, um, why we give a shit about them in relation to Clark. Right, <laughs> so exactly, why has Clark yeah. not been interacting with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's separate Lana and Lex from Clark. Yeah, right. Uh, but if I recall, season five and six really lean into the Lex Clark uh dynamic especially as their friendship kind of deteriorates more and more and more i remember feeling like five was a highlight watching it yes. at the time i don't know if I, I feel that way this time yeah i remember the same i think five is because they they graduate from high school so it's a whole bunch of new stuff right. uh yeah 
kind of a, an excuse to what was a community called it the repilot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so Lex heavily suggests that Clark show him the drawings. Uh, remembering Chloe's warning, Clark avoids it by saying he needs to get back home. Uh, Chloe sneaks into the Summerholt Institute and finds a, finds video files of Kevin's treatment. Just after she emails them to the torch, glad your school newspaper is going to break it. Uh, <laughs> a hand grabs her from behind. Clark goes to the torch to find her, but only Lois is there viewing the videos, which showed that Kevin did not kill his brother. But someone let him believe he did. Just burping straight into the microphone. The scene uh, ends he, with Clark Clark zooming away and Lois doing uh, Clark. <laughs> we should have kept track of those too. Yes. Um, every time Clark pulls a Batman. Um, so uh, he leaves to find Kevin and to tell him the truth. Uh, he finds him in the woods where his brother died. Kevin seems a bit guilty that all of Clark's memories are gone. Uh, he he mentions like, oh, no, that's only it's only supposed to be like a couple of minutes. Uh, but Clark is different. Uh, Clark encourages Kevin to remember what really happened. Emotional, Kevin realizes that it was his father who shot his brother and not him. Near tears, he asks Clark why he's helping him and wishes he could return the favor. The two decide to break into the Summerholt uh, to see if they can find a cure for Clark's amnesia. This has uh, one of the classic Smallville axe break moments where um, he's uh, the the what's the character's name? Uh, Kevin. Kevin is like, well, we'd have to break into the Summerholt Institute, but I can't help you there. And Clark is like, I think I know a way. And act. And then what? Yeah, what was the <laughs> and way? This guy, and this guy was just like, cool, okay, great, I trust you. <laughs> oh, there's a big, there's two big one of those where they just leave the scene in a big moment later that yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pinpoint. Um, okay, so Lois and Sheriff Adams are already at the Summerhold Institute since Lois can't get in touch with Chloe. Chloe is strapped down, begging to be let go, and promises not to tell anybody what really happened. Dr. Grady is ready to wipe her memory clean. Clark and Kevin break into the building through a trap door and come into a room filled with jars of kryptonite. Clark is incapacitated for a time and tells Kevin to go on without him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, uh, I'll catch up. It's like, no, bro, What? why... Why it, it, this guy wouldn't be like, look, can I just help you? Like, up? yeah, right. <laughs> it's like I've fallen into a vat of peanut butter and I'm like, oh, Zach, go on. <laughs> no, help me out of the vat of peanut butter, please. <laughs> right. Oh, it's also me being like, OK, yep. Yeah, I'll see you <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> um OK. I thought Summerholt was in Metropolis. I thought that I had also been established. That. I could be wrong. Um, seems weird to have that in Smallville, but yeah, Smallville. Yeah, mm, maybe maybe this is a satellite office. <laughs> <laughs> I do like uh, when they're breaking in through the the hatch thing. 
Clark just tears it off and the guy's like, Whoa, what was that? And he's like, uh, I think it was broken already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um Kevin finds Chloe and confronts his father. Dr. Grady knocks him out. Concussion and begins oh, the treatment. Oh shit, I missed that. Um, right. I did too. It just says knocks him out here. Um Okay, as a beam of energy is fired at her, Clark arrives and gets between it and Chloe. Another beam knocks out Mr. Grady. Clark's memory is restored, but the machine is overloaded and starts to collapse. Lois and Sheriff Adams arrive just in time to see Clark catch and toss away two large electrical columns before they crush Chloe. Kevin wakes up uh, just then and then blasts all three women with the memory wipe. Now, normally I'm a little like, oh, come on, when there's a convenient memory wipe. I love this. It makes emotional sense. Like Kevin yeah. trying to do this guy a solid and like, man, oh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. So that's three more memory losses. Yep. Um, I want to note that when Lois finds out that Clark has superpowers in this moment, she says, I guess I can't call you Smallville anymore. Um. Later in the show, when she finds out again, she will say the same line. That's so good. Shit, that's good. That's so good. That's good writing. Yeah, she's. By the time that happens, she... these. By the time that happens, these two are showrunners, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so yeah. fucking good. I'm so knowing that now. I'm so excited for their tenure. Like I. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Fun, fun, fun. Um, I'd argue so far based on this script, they they oh man. They're they're good. They're good. <laughs> um last thing is if you were hunting with your two sons and you actually shot one of them and you had the power to change memories. <laughs> How about just what, if you, how about Just, neither of you shot? The, the <laughs> gun went off. It was a freak right. fucking accident. It was some other guy. It was some other yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, instead, you have your son. You make it so you, your son thinks he killed his brother. <laughs> That's so evil. Like a, needlessly. A, bear, a bear got there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wouldn't he want to change his own memory, too? Yeah, like, right. So <laughs> he didn't remember that he killed his son? That said, you know what? They fridge doored me. I've talked about the fridge door thing on uh, on the show before. Probably it was Alfred Hitchcock's thing uh, where uh, when you're watching a movie and you're totally wrapped up in the movie and you had a great time. Uh, later, you go home, you go to the fridge, you open up the door and you're like, wait a second. That bit of that movie didn't make sense. Alfred Hitchcock is like, doesn't fucking matter. I fucking got you. If you yes, <laughs> if you catch yeah. it later. D don't count i fucking tricked you they got me they got me i was so wrapped up in the emotional stakes of it i didn't fucking think of it they fridge doored you <laughs> they fridge doored me doesn't count at least as far as i'm concerned um at least for me um okay um to do, 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 do uh chloe forgets the treatment clark tells kevin he owes him a favor but kevin tells him they're even and disappears dr so, grady is taken into custody by the police yeah clark says i'm not sure why but i feel like i owe you one implying 
that as he has regained his original memories, he has forgotten the last day. So, another memory. <laughs> memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> that is made explicit later, but yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's glorious. How many did we get this episode? Last episode, there was nine. Yeah, hold on. Let me see here. Uh, uh, adding it up, adding it up. Six. Six. Oh, oh. oh, Brian, that brings the season total to 24. The only other tally that has had more than that in a single season was season one car crashers at 25. We need one wow. more memory loss to, so- to tie the high. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It is tied with uh, season two had 24 overall concussions. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Wow. A lot of memory loss. And we, we were only at uh, 13 a week ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. What a, what a showing. What a, what a late season run. Now, if the Mets could start uh, showing up like that, that'd be great. I need the Mets to pull a Smallville memory loss fucking fast. Season's been a disaster, dude. (laughs) Um, So Lex visits Clark at the farm, but with his memory restored, he doesn't give him any new information, only that he can't remember anything that happened in the last 24 hours. Lex lies and says that he just wanted to share his own amnesia experience. Uh, They, this is so good in that wiki didn't do a good job explaining this scene. How can you articulate it better? Well, the scene um so lex comes out of the barn right yeah exactly like he was... in the caves clark did tell him that oh there's a trap door behind there i have right uh or not trap door a secret room back there um i have maps up in the loft or whatever and then lex like can i see him and clark's like uh no i gotta go so he goes <laughs> up there to find them i, I have to fart <laughs> <laughs> MIBS. So Lex comes down and uh, Clark's like, what were you doing up there? Uh, and uh, he's like, I heard you regained your memories. And Clark says, I did everything. And Lex like, oh, no. But then Clark's like, everything, <laughs> except, for, everything except for the last 24 hours. Um. I don't know what what are we missing here? It's just yeah. There's it's... A, um. And Clark asks Lex about like Chloe says you had me you wanted me to stay at the mansion a little longer, uh. To which Lex says, um, uh, well, I I just wanted to share my own amnesia experience. I thought that would be comforting, and it's such a good like. Clark doesn't believe him. Lex knows that. And like yeah, Lex yeah. knows that didn't land, and they're both just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yes, this is what we're sticking with. Great way okay. to put it, yeah, because <laughs> it ends with Clark's like, well, thank you for doing that, and Lex is like, yeah, you would have done the same for me. Oh, which it, I'm it, like, is that Clark, a is that a is that a jab about his memory loss and how Clark I just left so. him fucking I think hanging? So. so good. Um, I. 
I think there's also, I think Clark says to Lex something to the effect of, it's good knowing I have friends looking out for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're both ooh, like, oh, it's great. This it's is the great. good shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, this is, is what we're talking good about. Shit. Um, <laughs> I think that scene is better than anything Clark and Lex in all of season three. Um, oh, it's been a minute since I don't know why they suddenly stuff. turned into the fuck season three hour, but <laughs> <laughs> season three did give us the giant picture of Clark. So it, uh, we'll always that have that. <laughs> we'll always have that. Um, I also like that Lex leaves. They talk for 20 seconds and he leaves. Like, I want to come and see you. So his plan was just to leave after right. 20 seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, wanted to come and see you. Not like you want to get a pizza. You want to play some Xbox. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, Although I gotta after go. that intense conversation, it's like mm. time for me to time for me to leave. Yeah, I guess we're not getting any Halo in. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So uh, he leaves, and it is revealed that he stole one of Clark's cave map drawings from his loft. Lana arrives. This is later. And oh, this is so good. Uh, Lana arrives and Clark doesn't understand why she's there. She's like, sorry, I'm a little late. And he's like, (laughs) and you know, and like, let's listen. She's dolled up. She looks cute. She was excited to see Clark. (laughs) Yes. Yes. She was excited about where this might go. And the writers make you think, oh, we're going to have Clark biff it because he didn't know. And it's going to be awkward and it's going to end there. But it doesn't. No, no. Um, So I'll just read the scene from the wiki. Um, uh, So she vaguely alludes to the possibility that they had date kind of plans, but seems embarrassed and leaves because she's there's a there's a line here of like oh so you remember everything um aka my boyfriend oh it's so good <laughs> you remember i have a boyfriend also she's oh, bummed fuck. because That's so good she's bummed because it was like a clean slate and now he remembers everything right so it's right it's I'm bummed out you got your memories back <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, Kristen Crook is on fire here. Tom Welling is on fire here. This is the mood so is good. great. They're on the deck. It's like a oh. nice night. Right. It's Switch not, foot I, if I is remember playing. Correctly, <laughs> it's not quite night. It's like sunset-ish, if I remember yeah. correctly. It's um, perfect. The magic hour. Um, so she's gonna leave and clark clark doesn't biff it he's like yeah no wait hey actually don't go uh and clark calls her back and repeats that this time will be different um even though he doesn't remember saying that he doesn't right but like man he just meant it in his heart um and like oof oof called shot like you me we're not done Ooh, yeah. it's hot but it's we hot. End, i understand why we end the scene there but we don't get a kiss we don't know how yeah, that right. scene ends we just go right. to the next scene right <laughs> when she's like okay i'll see you at school tomorrow yeah. 
bare minimum, that bare minimum was followed up by some texts later of like, hey. You up? What's up? Yeah, you up? Uh, just bored. <laughs> what's up? Not much. What's up with you? Just, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, so good. So good. Uh, Clark goes to see, oh, God, this scene's good too. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Switchfoot still playing. Switchfoot still playing. Uh, what was that Switchfoot song? One second. Uh, this is your life by Switchfoot. It it is a. I don't know if it's a good song. It is a great needle drop. Great needle drop. The moment um, really works with it. Clark goes to see Chloe and thanks her for looking after him. She says she never realized how complicated his life was. Clark looks worried asking if he did anything unusual. He even pleads with her to be completely honest. Chloe simply says he only did one thing different. He trusted her. She leaves him to think about that. And it is fucking, what a great end of the episode. It's so fucking good. It's great. But that's another one where, yeah. what does Clark (laughs) say after that? Right. What do you mean? What the fuck? Don't care. Don't care. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Oh, no. I wouldn't change it. It's great. Just logically, <laughs> diegetically. Right. There's yeah, more right. to that conversation. Yeah. Hey, 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 what? Nope. Gotta go. This is another, like, <laughs> Clark doesn't get it. He's an idiot. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, featured music this episode, we had 24 by Jem, Sadie by Paco, Let Me Go by Three Doors Down, and This Is Your Life by Switchfoot. Um, you love me, but you, me, but don't, you know don't know who, who I am. <laughs> Terrible song, but I'm definitely going to listen to it later. Um, I'm pretty sure they pop up in American Pie too. It, not, I mean, the song, like their music pops up in American Pie. There too. are one million needle drops in American Pie too. Yeah, like yeah. it's every scene is a hit song, which is a lot of fun for nostalgia purposes. But it's every yeah. fucking scene has it. So I don't. Re- I just watched that movie and I don't remember <laughs> if they're in it. Um. So, wow, a real fucking. Uh, you know, we've had some exceptions to the rule. This is truly the exception. No Lionel this episode. Yeah, this is an and for exception. this to be. Maybe one of my all-time favorites. No Lionel last week either. Yeah, wow. Which was one of my all-time favorites. So I think maybe the Lionel curse is formally broken. Yes. We are free of the Lionel curse. I mean, this is going to be the first Lionel eligible year that he's not going to win MVP also, probably. He must have been doing a play. He must have done a play. He was doing a play somewhere. He comes back with a vengeance next season let me tell you <laughs> i expect him to win again next year we'll see lex is going to have a strong year next year too i think lexmas lexmas is I next also, year oh lexmas i also wonder like did he have an element of like okay i'm kind of winding down on this show for children <laughs> um, i don't know because he's still got three more years left and then maybe was it? Oh, maybe I'm not done with the show for children. <laughs> um, I think maybe a part of it is also like, uh, I don't know if I enjoy playing good guys. Like, oh, I want to sure. play more complicated than that. 
Sure. Uh, oh, fun fact. There is a uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent deleted scene. Um, I don't have any details of it. Um, this is the first episode in which Martha Kent does not appear. Um, crazy. That's, wow, four seasons. She's in every episode. Um, this is the first episode in season four that does not feature Jonathan Kent. Uh, but once again, they had a deleted episode, a deleted scene. Uh, I'm sure that's on the DVD, so you'll have to find that. Yeah, I'll um, go watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time that Lois Lane learns and forgets about Clark's secret. Uh, the first time was in Spell. Uh, let's see. That's, that's about it. Um, Jonathan Bennett, who played Kevin Grady, has also worked alongside Tom Welling in 2005's Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Um, the one that I've seen. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Bennett, once again, Kevin Grady, played the role of Bo Duke in the 2007 direct-to-DVD prequel, The Dukes of Hazard: The Beginning, a role that was originally played by John Schneider, Jonathan Kent. Oh, wow. However, the two of them do not share a scene together in this episode. Um, that's a funny coincidence. Um, I guess that's everything. Um, just doing a, a one quick check here. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's all the stuff here. So, uh, hey, earlier I mentioned the Discord. There's a link to that in the description. Um, that's the best place to get in touch with us and tell us if you like or don't like the show. Though it'd be mean to join our Discord just to tell us you didn't like it. You could <laughs> just not. Uh, hey, we also have a Patreon. Uh, we're very humbled by anybody who would want to uh, give us $5 to uh, help support the show, but we're incredibly grateful to those who have and anyone who might be considering it. Um, we'll get some bonus content up there soon. Sorry, uh, I have an infant. Um, also, there is a link in the podcast description to uh, a season two episode that we did a while back. Yes. Um, Yes. If you want to check out what the Twitch it's show looks like, miss, it is a classic. It's it. If one had to be preserved, I'm glad. I'm glad that one is. Yeah. I would like to go back to doing some live shows. I think we're we're overdue for some live. I, ones. Mi I miss our our Discord people for sure. I we need do. To do we need to do some. Um, um, maybe the next Smallville Awards. Maybe, maybe the that's, season ender maybe awards. That's the move. That sounds like the move. Um, hey, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Real quick before that, I just want to say, if memory serves, next week's episode is one of the worst episodes. Oh, man. Okay. Now, I could be wrong, but I remember watching it at the time. And maybe it's because the run-up episodes have been so good that I just remember yeah. seeing that and being like, oh, God, this is like a bad season one like okay oh, oh. just gonna, a whole I'm bunch of read... shit you don't care about a whole bunch of shit do you mind, if I, the, you do you mind if I read the summary to this episode let's do it let's do it clark and lana discover an abandoned baby and take him back to the kent farm however when the baby evan ages from a newborn to a seven-year-old in less than a day it becomes clear that he's aging at a rapid rate and they turn to lex for help 
However, Genevieve suspects Lex has the Chinese Kryptonian artifact and orders Lionel to either recover it or risk putting Lex's life in danger. Does that sound just awful? I don't love the Genevieve Teague is featured in the description. I mean, I'm into I'm into baby growing too fast and Clark and Lana having to deal with that. But we'll see. We'll see how affected that yeah. actually ends up being. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope my memory's wrong. We'll see. I hope um, so, too. I, I doubt you are. But... Yeah, that's my question for Smallville Gods. Is my memory correct? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>